You are welcome to a great moment in destiny. God is about to speak directly to you and the message coming right up is crafted by heaven not just to challenge you but to align your destiny. As you embrace divine instruction, expect that God's word is bringing about revival, healing, restoration and transformation to your entire life. With faith in your heart and great expectation, join me and receive God's word through his choice vessel, Apostle Goodheart Obi Ekoeme. Romans 8, 17 to 18, Isaiah 32, 15, our pilot text for the month or for the season. Romans 8, 17 to 18, the King James Version, let's read together as a family, one, two, three, go. And if children, then hears, hears of God, and John hears with Christ, if so be that we suffer with him, that we may be also glorified together. For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. Isaiah 3 to 15, I read to your hearing. Until the Spirit be poured upon us from on high, and the wilderness be a fruitful field, and the fruitful field be counted for a forest. Simon, from this morning, broken for glory, part number six. Our Father and our God, it is truly unto you that we are gathered today. I beseech you to take a coal of fire from the altar of heaven, anoint my lips and my tongues, that I may truly come to your people with the thus say of the Lord. I hide myself behind the cross, behind the sacred desk of Calvary, asking for you to enable me to speak your word and your counsel, overlook my many frailties and inadequacies, and help me to speak nothing else but your very counsel. We vow always as you move us from where we are to the beautiful place called destiny, we vow to give you the praise, the glory, the honor. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Let somebody shout a louder, Amen. amen. You may be seated in God's wonderful presence. Hallelujah. This morning I will make efforts to bring some form of conclusion to our ongoing series, Broken for Glory. It's inexhaustible. The truth be told is that the real purpose of God getting you saved it's not for you to, don't get me wrong, to be blessed with material things. That I think is an accessory. It's, 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 it's part of the package. It's not the real deal. You know, you know when you buy something in the market and they give you what is called freebies, something that goes with what you bought, healing, prosperity, favor, well-being, you know, name all of that stuff. Uh, track with me. The real purpose for getting you saved, track with me, is so that you will ultimately journey, wow, to become so metamorphosed, that word means transformed, to become one with Jesus. It's a journey. Salvation is not just an event alone. 
it is an event but in addition to the event of you getting born again on a certain day and time God actually expects you to be getting born again again all right so the Bible says second Corinthians 3 18 whilst we with open face beholding the word as in a mirror the glass mirror glass we are being changed as the word metamorphosis metamorphosis transform from glory to glory to glory to glory that's like getting born again again simply means that there are levels of knowing christ track with me and becoming more like christ this morning i'm going to teach praise the lord and what god measures in the life of a believer wow what god measures in a local assembly when he comes to a local assembly he doesn't go to the car lot to count the number of cars in the car lot because i'm sure if he went to a football match between arsenal manu chelsea manu you'll be sure there'll be more cars out there than in church so the number of cars in any church doesn't impress God. In fact, no car can cast away a demon. But what it comes to look for when it comes to a church, to a family, to a home, to a marriage, husband and wife for 20, 21 years. What does he come to look for? You have three kids, four kids? No. He comes to look for to the degree and extent you have become more like Christ in practical terms. Are you here? Are you still here? Praise God. So when it comes to a church family, his measure of growth is the degree to which the members of that family have yielded themselves to Christ-like teachings and they've gradually given up self-life, the lower life, to gain the higher life of Christ. Mm. So, they don't need a sticker again to identify them. They don't need to be called an English name like Elizabeth, Matthew, Mary, to be identified to be Christ-like. By their fruits, you will know them. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. And the danger and the challenge is this. That it is possible to be in church and not necessarily be becoming more like Christ. Oh, wow. I'm going to try and just talk. You can be in church, you go in on Sunday, club, jump. How was it? Wonderful. Wednesday, wonderful. Friday vigil, wonderful. But where your spiritual growth or mine to be measured, perhaps it's not really graduating to become more like Christ. Track with me. Becoming more like Christ means becoming less of self. Wow. That means the things that were innate to your natural or to your nature as a natural man, pride, anger, jealousy, envy, name it all. 
It means as you're becoming more like Christ, what is happening is that those things are being shed off. Are you here? Are you here? Let me jump ahead and read a quote. I was going to read this later on, but I want to read that now. I want to read a quote um, by Charles Stanley. It says, please listen to buttress my point. The book is called, by the way, Finding God's Blessings in Brokenness. Charles Stanley. It's an excerpt. The refining of precious metals, please listen, especially silver and gold, begins at low heats. Certain impurities respond quickly to heat and they rise to the surface of the metal and are skimmed away. Are you here? Talk to me, are you here? All right. The heat is then increased. Other impurities rise to the top of the cauldron of molten metal and are skimmed off. Only under extremely intense heat will the most stubborn of impurities separate from the metal and rise to the top where they can be removed. The process is the same in our lives. The breaking in our lives is by degrees. God breaks us layer by layer, bit by bit, just like you peel an onion ball, layer upon layer, till you get to the core of the center. If God moved immediately to the deepest areas of our lives, we couldn't stand it will be so overwhelmed that not only will our wheels be broken, but our very spirits will be shattered. Are you here? The most deeply embedded things within us are subject to the greatest amount of brokenness. I need to rewind that one. The most deeply embedded things within us are subject to the greatest amount of brokenness. Only when these deep-seated, strongly entrenched weaknesses or flaws are removed can we truly say, I know God's grace is sufficient for anything. Paul knew the full intensity of God's refining fire in his life. And from those experiences, he gained an understanding of God's unlimited grace. Isn't that quite interesting? Quite interesting. So what we begin to understand is that as wonderful as we appear when we meet Jesus Christ, he knows there's stuff we brought with us into redemption that need to be dealt with over a 
period of time. By way of a few things to recap in the course of our teaching for the past few weeks. We attempted to define or to look at what a broken person looks like. We said a broken person is one who is eager to please God and not to please man. His heart desire is to please God. He, he strives to be a God pleaser, not a man pleaser. Sometimes you can please men and fail at pleasing God. A broken person. Number two, what it looks like is a person who is not seeking to necessarily be popular with men, but seeks the endorsement, the affirmation of God, the commendation of God. Heart desires to hear the Father say, Thou good and faithful servant, enter into the joy of your Father. Number three, a broken person inevitably will be a humble person. Brokenness and humility, they go together. You can't be broken, remain arrogant and proud. Humility will be the result of going through the process of brokenness. And we are tempted to look at brokenness in three or four shapes or, or, or colors. But brokenness, first and foremost, is a condition of the heart. In other words, it's something that is internalized before it has to do with your action and your deeds. You can act broken and not be broken within. But if you're broken within, ultimately you do act broken. So it's a heart matter. And God is a heart God. We saw that extensively. Number two thing we saw about brokenness is that it is the process of total annihilation. That word means to kill. Of the self-life. Self-life, self-life. Self-life is the kind of life, natural life. Though we're born again, we still have the self-life. And God's aim ultimately is to help us, deliver us from the self-life, that the Christ life will take its rightful place in our heart and in our lives. So it is a total annihilation of the self-life and the enthronement of God in the center of our hearts and our lives. Number three thing we see about brokenness is that it is also God's aim to help man to be weaned from self-confidence or trust in human ability and strength. Wow. Let me go again. It is God's process which is out of expression of love to wean man from depending on his own strength and confidence or ability because ultimately the arm of flesh will fail everybody yeah but you don't know that until you've come to a place where you know that and sometimes god allows us to go through different processes in life where ourselves become so extended that we know we need god have you been there where you once thought you were so powerful in a particular area? One area or the other, you know yourself, I know myself. You just felt that, man, I can do it. All I need to do is like, 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 like Samson, shake, shake it off and, you know, the power is there. I can shake the tree and shake the gates. I have it on me. I can do it. I know, I know, you know. Uh, but you see, God will allow you to come to a place by virtue of your experience that you become so extended that you know not only by revelation and tutelage but by experience that without God 
I can do nothing. Wow. People have not arrived there yet. But when you do arrive there, something happens. You become more trusting and more God-dependent and more, more yielded to God because you know that, look, I, I can't do this without God. Praise God. The truth be told is that a new dimension of the glory of God kicks in at that point. When you've been extended and you know it's got to take God. That was what happened to Paul in 2 Corinthians chapter 12 when he besought the Lord thrice that the messenger uh, uh, sent to prevent him, maybe remove from him. God said, Paul, I, I, I'm paraphrasing now, I, I have the power to remove that, but I'm allowing this to be here for now so that in your weakness, my strength will be revealed and made perfect. Whilst you're weak, I'm saying in your weakness, I'm revealing my strength through your weakness. That even you will know that I'm the one at work in your life. That's glory. That's glory. And some of you are feeling very uncomfortable to get there. You, you still want to have your, 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 your boast. I have the degree. I have this. I have this. I look good. I have this. I can make it. I can go for the job interview. The reason why I'll, I'll get this is because I have three degrees. Listen, that's not the reason. The reason you get anything in life is favor, is grace, is mercy. Somebody shout a big amen. The other thing that a truly broken person will do is to honor the word of the Lord as final authority in his or her life. Hallelujah. One of the things we've seen over the years in the body of Christ is that tremendous teachings have abounded as to the glory of the Lord coming upon believers. And in the last days, the Lord will part his spirit upon all flesh, his glory be revealed to, to all mankind and so on and so forth. Uh, but, but I think what we haven't quite as effectively communicated to the body of Christ is how to go from here to there. Here is where I am. There is the glory of the Lord. Um, whilst we've had many books written on the glory of God, rightly so, encouraging us to pursue the glory of the Lord, um, too few books have shown us the pathway. That's why I recommended one for this church in the past two months. To show us a pathway to go from here to there. And that pathway, by now you should believe from scripture, is brokenness. Jesus said in John 12, 24, except a corn of wheat fall down to the ground and succeeds at dying, wow, it abides alone. But if it succeeds at falling to the ground, dying, it will now be in a place to bear for much, much, much more fruit. Fruit is likened to glory. The glory of a tree is the fruits. The glory of anything is at the peak. So, in order for there to be a glory on the tree, the seed must fall down and die. Praise God. So we say, brokenness is God's divine pathway for the believer to experience and to walk in in the tangible glory of the Lord. 
But I say something else to you that will help you in the course of this process because it's a process. It's actually an ongoing process for the, all of your life. Like we saw there in, in Charles Stanley's quote that the levels of glory, levels of brokenness, levels of peeling the onion bulb. So you need to understand these things and hold them at your belt or with the, uh, at your bed to, to, guide, to guide you throughout your journey. Um, I, I said that brokenness is the pathway, very important to hold, is that the vehicle, thank you Lord, that carries you, do you hear me? Somebody say vehicle. So vehicle is a means of what? Transportation. All right, all right, track with me. So you are here, glory is there. The bridge between here and glory is what? Brokenness. You get that? All right. The road between here and glory is brokenness. But you need a vehicle to cross the bridge. You may walk, a car may take you, you may fly, but you need a vehicle, right? Good. That vehicle that carries you from here through the bridge of brokenness, the name of the vehicle is called mercy. I'm slow, deliberately. Yeah? What's the name of the vehicle? Right. Because without being aboard messy train, you will not survive. You will be crushed. It will be too much weight on you. You get what I'm saying? So what you need is to get into the train of mercy. Begin to go through the journey of brokenness. What will happen is that you will meet various stops along the way, stations. What those stops are, God allowing you to confront, oh Jesus, to confront certain things in your life. I've mentioned them before. You know them. The works of the flesh. They are bound. You may pretend not to have them or pretend not to be dealing with them because you look well-dressed. You have a nice fancy hat. The truth be told, to some degree or measure, you're carrying stuff. Pride does not always show itself on the face. Envy is not always easily detectable. Malice does not always appear on the face. But does it exist? It does where? Inside. So the Bible talks about two kinds of sin. I'm, I'm teaching you something. Huh? The Bible speaks, I believe it's in 2 Corinthians 7 verse 1, that there are sins of the flesh and there are sins of the spirit. It's not that you sin in the spirit. No, 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 no. It's not that the spirit makes you sin. No, no, no. It simply means there's some sins that are public flesh. There are sins that are hidden spirit. Really, it speaks of sins that are within. The Bible talks about presumptuous sins. Huh? Right? So the sins that are flesh are more readily detectable and identified. All right, but the things that are called sins of the spirit, or the psalmist says, calls it secret 
faults. Psalm 19, I believe, somewhere there. Huh? Called secret fault. That means some faults are public, but other faults are what? Secret. Oh, come on. Are you still here? Please be here. This will change your whole life. Whilst you can readily deal with public faults, public sins, it's not as easy to detect secret faults or sins of the spirit. It takes the magnifying eyes of the Holy Ghost to shine its light into your heart. When it does that, you say, I see, I agree. The things you may not readily know that there, but when the Holy Ghost in his mercy Oh, Makiki shines his light, beams his light into your heart. All of a sudden, he said, Oh my God, oh wretched man that I am. Ha! No, 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 no. People who claim to be faith, you not tell it, but that's not confession of faith. You don't understand. It's not that that statement referred to your spirit, man. It referred to your soul. And you're not confessing your soul to be what is not presently. Oh boy. I want to get somewhere. David prayed in Psalm 139. Are you still here? Are we together? Are we together? Shout amen. amen. Another amen. amen. And a last amen. amen. Multimedia put on the screen Psalm 139. Verses 23 and 24. Want to see the prayer of David? Somebody say, set me. Oh, who? And what? And what? Try me. And what? All right, stop there. So who searches you? Wow. Who tries you? So if God doesn't search you, what happens? If God doesn't try, what happens? What happens is that you don't know. You may think you know. You don't know. So it takes light to reveal. He reveals not to condemn. He reveals to redeem. And see if there be any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Wow. Let me help you. When you're still in your physical body, alive, you're walking with Jesus. You're walking with Jesus. He sends a word with light that comes to illuminate your heart to you. The Bible says, as in water, face, answer it to face. Whew. So the mirror of the word of God comes to show you you. I hope you're here. When he shows you you, it's a blessing. But when he shows you you, listen, it will pain you. You're not going to really like it. You know why? You don't like the stuff inside. But it is beautiful because you can now do something about what you don't like. Oh boy. He's going to get excited. Ah. 
You see, I'm under light here now. The light will present to the camera spots if there be any, blemish if there none. If I, if I move away from the light to a darker place, I don't see the spots. Are they there? But I don't see it. So what happens for believers is that for the believers who move from the light to the darkness, they have a sense of false confidence that all is well. People who are not privileged to be exposed to the kind of word you're hearing now. Hey, they move from there to here. All they've heard is, it is well with you, and it is well with you. All they've heard is, breakthrough, you have breakthrough. All they hear is, there's nothing wrong with you, all is wonderful, it's okay. Really, truly, truly be told. But the only challenge is this, the moment I move from here, from that kind of message, and move to the light of the word and stand here all of a sudden oh oh i have a stain from eating pounded yam and a bun of soup here ah eh, eh, ah 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 listen what happened to me now you can choose for it to happen when you and I are alive. Or, God forbid, in the name of Jesus Christ, you choose to move from here, live all your life on the earth, 10, 20, 30, 40, 60, 70, 80, 90, 100, because we believe in long life, you go home at 100 years old, right? But there will come a day of reckoning. That light I did not yield to in my lifetime will invariably shine. What that light will do is, that light won't need me to come to the light. No. That light will let me be where I am, but that light will now come after you're gone, your days are finished here, the light will now come. Meet you where you are. Meet you where you are. 100 years old, gone, your work is done, meet you where you are. Then that light will shine on you and there will be a reckoning. I'm very slow. Thank you, Lord Jesus. That's why I said to you, the vehicle that will carry you and transport you from here to here is not power. I can pray, I can fast. No, 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 no. I can give. No, 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 no. I'm powerful. I'm apostle. No, 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 no. Nobody will enter heaven and say, I did it. Ah. Somebody shout mercy. mercy. Can you shout mercy seven times? Mercy. Mercy. Mercy speak. Mercy speak. Mercy speak. Mercy. Mercy over this house, over my life, in the name of Jesus Christ. The vehicle that will transport you from here to there is mercy. You know why? At those bus stops 
Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm teaching some stuff that is not my noto. It's not here. <laughs> At those bus stops where the light will reveal. Imagine you're going from here to Kaduna and imagine there are about five bus stops between and KD, right? Bus stop one, pride is revealed. Bus stop two, jealousy is revealed. Bus stop three, malice is revealed. If God reveals all at once, you won't, you, you say, ah, ah what is me? <laughs> oh, buddy, it's not, it's not happening. It's not, it's not, I'm, I'm, but in his mercy, like the onion bulb, peel one layer. Oh boy, oh boy, are you still here? All right. So each of those bus stops, wow, it calls for confrontation. Somebody say confrontation. Are you okay? I should I should preach it. There are seasons for everything. Praise God. Today is let's talk. Let's reason one with another. Praise God. Now, what do I mean by confrontation? I will tell you. He reveals to redeem. There is something called, get this now, please get this. The death, the burial, and the resurrection. Say with me, death, burial, and resurrection. Once again, death, burial, and resurrection. For the last time, death, burial, and resurrection. A man who is going to enjoy resurrection must be willing to experience first and foremost death and then burial and then the power of resurrection. Ha! Apostle Paul begins to talk about that in Philippians 3, 8 to 10, thereabout. He refers to the fellowship of his sufferings. Praise God. The fellowship, I don't know when suffering became a fellowship, but it's in the Bible. The fellowship of his sufferings. And spoke about the power of his resurrection. One precedes the other. Am I right? Many of the scriptures spoke about Jesus and spoke about his sufferings and then he will enter into his glory. We saw Simon Peter in Matthew 16 who had been used by the Father God to capture a revelation of who Jesus is. That was Jesus the son of the living God. When all 11 apostles said, well, people say you're Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Elijah. said, who do you say I am? And he said, by the spirit revelation, or by the father's revelation, that you are Jesus, the son of the living God. And Jesus said, thou said rightly, thou art Peter, a rock, upon the word of revelation you have, I will build my church and the gate of hell will not break. But I said that because three, four verses after this in Matthew 16, Jesus speaks about his death and burial and resurrection and his sufferings that's going to die. And then Simon now begins to accuse him. He says, no, 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 no. 
far be that you will die. You can't die now. You are, you are the king. You came to bring us a kingdom. We are your governors. We are about to reign. You die? No. The same person who got a revelation from God now got a remnant from the devil. You know why? In Peter's mind, as it is with many natural mind, God has no business with suffering. How will you suffer? But, he said, it's been written of me that I will suffer and then enter my glory. Wow. So, the flesh life, which is Satan, walking through the flesh life, always seeks to present to mankind another way to glory other than the cross. Let me say it again. The devil tries to present a gospel that tells you you can possibly come from here to there without going through the bridge of brokenness. That you can go from here and just dodge this thing, dodge this cross. It was the offer of Satan to Jesus at, at the three count chart of temptation uh, 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 after, after, after 40 days of uh, 49. Just bow to me and I'll give you the kingdom. But it was written that the Son of Man, the Son of God, will not need suffer and then enter into his glory. Ah. I don't know whether you've read our pilot text over and over. Let's read it again. Because Romans 8, 17. Let's read it again. Praise the Lord somebody. It's going to get better by God's grace. 1, 2, 3, go, 17. And if children then hears, hears of God, and joined hears with Christ, if indeed we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified. I thought I was born again not to suffer. I was born again to enjoy. You are. It's only that sometimes our definition of what joy is, is not the same as God's home. For the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. Hebrews 12 verse 2. Despising the shame. He pursued on until he came to glory. So obviously, there is a dimension of sufferings where to suffer with the Lord. And I think I'll get there shortly, but I want to get through this point, very important. We want to identify the difference between suffering for Christ or suffering for being right and suffering for being wrong. There are two different types of suffering. And there's also a suffering that comes out of ignorance of your redemptive rights and privileges. My people what? Perish for the lack of knowledge. Hosea 4, 6. Isaiah 5:13 speaks similar. My people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge. So when you lack knowledge, you may suffer uh, wrongly. You have to know your covenant rights and privileges. Health, strength, vigor, vitality, and insist on it. Praise the Lord somebody. 
So don't let the devil bring you into a lie that, oh, you're going through one sickness. Oh, I'm suffering for the Lord. I'm learning humility. No. God does not need to employ Satan to train his child. John 10, 10. The enemy comes to kill, to steal, to destroy. I, God, Jesus has come to give you life, life and abundance. So he doesn't need to employ Satan to train you, to child train you. No. He's sufficient as a father to train his own child. Praise God. So you have to know that and be very brutal against it. You have to know what to resist. You have to. Don't let them trick you. Oh, this is just, just, no, 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 no. Stand on God's word. Having said that, you see shortly in the scriptures that there are things we suffer not for wrongdoing, but for right doing. Peter speaks about those who suffer as a Christian. Hello, somebody. Are you still here? Before we get there, I want to emphasize this point, death, burial, resurrection. It's important. I'm throwing things at you that I believe by the help of the Holy Ghost, he will amplify, give you, and give me better understanding. I'm also growing in these truths. I gave you an illustration, and I want to go through it again so you can be on the same page. Between here and there, it's glory. The bridge is called brokenness. A vehicle carries you a train. The train is called mercy. And there are bus stops along the way. Just simplifying it. Assuming there are five bus stops. Assuming one is pride, jealousy, malice, envy, greed. Name it all. So what happens when you're moving? You know, you move from, from glory to glory to glory to glory to glory. You, you know, there's some believers you see they don't say anything, but they look godly. I don't know how to explain it. You just see the radiance of the joy of Jesus. I don't know. Some, there's so much, there's rest around them. In the midst of trouble, they don't break out in, in sweat. When you see Mommy Helen, don't want to embarrass you, Mommy, but when you see her, you just see a godly, something comes from here, oozes here, the smile, something. Maybe as a result of the many years of serving the Lord, knowing the Lord. Just, it's like, it's like an aura around godly people. Am I talking? In the eyes of men, they may call you not handsome or beautiful, but as he says, he beautifies the meek with salvation. Wow. Your, your skin radiates. Some, something around you because you, you've, you've, you're godly. You've trafficked with heavens. Moving from glory to glory to glory to glory. You don't have to say a word. When I say praise the Lord, boom, the atmosphere feels. You know, some people need to pray long for you to know that they, 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 they can, I mean, God is with them. You must see, one hour, you must shout for one hour. Because they think by much shouting, they'll get God's attention. But a brother just gets up the stage, uh, a man of prayer. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the... He hasn't prayed yet, but just praise the Lord. Praise. Why? There's been traffic. There is a voice recognition in the heavenlies. What am I saying? From glory to glory to glory. We must keep on pushing till we get there. There's no end to that glory. So, we are in bust up one. For the benefit of our discussion this morning, let's call bust up one jealousy. Somebody say jealousy. 
All right, what happens when I move from here and I come to a bus stop where the light of God's word shines my way, radiating my heart, and I realize all of a sudden, without my spouse even knowing it, without my father even knowing it, without the mother that carried me for nine months even knowing it, I'm confronted with a reality that what? You're a jealous fellow. <laughs> Hello, somebody. You are a jealous fellow. Listen, I have been comforted in recent times of many things that are within me. You may look all of that, but when more light shines, you're confronted. And you can, listen, don't miss this, so please don't. You can either override. You see, there are alarm bells that go off in your conscience. Apostle Paul said, I serve God with a pure conscience. Man, no, 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 God, no, God, no. You have to learn to keep your conscience pure, tender, childlike. You must have childlike faith. Oh, boy. Some people have, 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 have run down their conscience promptings. They've shut down the systems. That's why they can go into a, a, a harlot's house and come out again and still assume that they kind the Bible to be in church the next Sunday and they don't feel anything. Conscience is being seared gradually. Dangerous. That's how they can falsify documents and fingers in the office and still come to church and be able to jump and dance and don't feel somehow. Watch it. Conscience. 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 Don't shut that voice down. Please, it's what the Holy Ghost uses to touch you. You're soft, you're pliable, you're malleable. When you turn to the left slightly, the alarm bells ring, bam! The alarm bells rang loud for you because your conscience is tender before God. What was making you concerned to somebody else? It's not a big deal. People do it and get away. Ha. Ha. So, when I come to bus stop one, what's the name of bus stop one? Somebody said jealousy. What do I do at bus stop one? Listen, I trust you get this. When the light shines, I see it. Three things need to happen. Death. Burial. Resurrection. Bust up one. What does that mean? <laughs> I need to engage certain weapons to annihilate what I see in me. Wow. Two primary weapons, not only is the weaponry of the word and prayer. Hebrews 6 verse 4. We will give ourselves continually to prayer and the ministry of the word of God. Hmm. So when I come to bust up one, the light shines, I see good heart. You're a jealous fellow. And people around you don't see it. Don't see it. They see you as a the wonderful apostle, you're so nice. You're just, you know, you, 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 this guy, he can't hurt a fly. He doesn't shout. He's wonderful. 
Oh yeah. Wait till the light shines on you. Pastor, are you okay? Are you alright, my son? Is it, is, it, is it hot? Or oh, you don't like this thing? You don't like it? I should prophesy. It is on top of this that prophecies make better sense. When we receive these foundational truths, we're grounded. But get the point, at bus stop one, when there's a confrontation, death, burial, resurrection. Remember, the vehicle you're on is what? Mercy. <laughs> Don't see it and say, hey, how will my life be like? No, no, it's mercy. Mercy will bring you out. Just don't kill yourself. It's just mercy. If you don't understand mercy, that thing will you it will it will it's a lot of mercy. How shall we deal with these things? You know, it's mercy. Lord, I pray your mercy. Can you deliver me? You go into engagement of confrontation with the word and with prayer. Pick up the truth in scripture that deal with that particular issue. Jealousy, pick it up, find them. And then in the place of prayer, keep at it. I, am I helping you? I will show you some scripture that I'm not sure you've really taken note of. Turn to Hebrews 5. Yes. Yes. Colobozende gratos. The seven says, no, let me back down to verse five. Ah. Before I read this scripture, can you where you are receive the ministry of the mercy of the Lord? Something is here in the atmosphere. Let's receive. Wow. By strength shall no man prevail. This was not supposed to bring condemnation, God forbid. Conviction, perhaps, is certainly a blessing. Wow. Can you receive grace now for the process, for the journey? Not by power, yes, yes. Not by might, yes, where you are. But by my spirit, says the Lord. I want you, Jesus, but I need the Holy Ghost to bring me into depth in you. Can you carry me on this vehicle called mercy? In this vehicle called mercy, as you transform me from glory to glory. Ah, I receive grace to let go the flaws, the spots, the blemish, the wrinkles, unashamedly. When you show me me, I receive grace to let go of me, to embrace you. Wow. Can you pray that prayer for one more minute? I really sense there's grace and mercy available for us. I receive that grace for myself. Wow. By strength, shall no man prevail wow by strength shall no man prevail 
Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Wow. It's a prophetic house. We're moved by the wind of the Holy Ghost. Hebrews 5, I'm almost there. Mm. Hebrews 5, let's read from verse 5. So also Christ did not glorify himself to become high priest, but it, it was he who said to him, you are my son, today I have begotten you. As he also says in another place, you are a priest forever, according to the order of Melchizedek. Who in the days of his flesh, are you there? Who is the subject matter of this scripture? Talk to me. Paul, Peter, James, talk to me. Jesus. All right. Who in the days of his flesh, that's when he was in the body, when he had offered up prayers and supplications ah, with laughter, with cheerfulness, with what? Wow. Who is this? Paul? Maybe it's James. No, maybe, maybe it's Peter. You mean Jesus, in the day of his flesh, offered up prayers and supplications. Who was he praying to? Thank you, the Father. NKJ says, with vehement cries and tears to him who was able to save him from death and was heard because of his godly fear. Oh boy. Is that in your Bible? Let's go. Next verse. Though he was a son, yet he learned obedience by the things which he enjoyed. How do you change this Bible now? How do you twist it? How do you, how do you tear this off? By the things which he suffered, he learned obedience. Beloved, the cry of Jesus, listen, you'll agree with me, was not about him not going to the cross or dying. No. That was settled. It wasn't scared of death. No. The cry of Jesus was that he will not suffer the death of corruption of sin in his life. Ah. Ah. It wasn't about dying physically. It was a big deal. That's not a big deal. He saw how far removed sin, iniquity, is, was, will ever be in the eyes of his father. He cried, I don't want this to come around me. I don't want this in any area at all. Remember, Bible says, he was touched with the feeling of our infirmities. So he's a high priest. He's also able to succor or to strengthen us in our tests and trials. 
Praise the Lord somebody. I want that illustration to register very well. You need to get the tape, CD, DVD, play it over and over. Here we are, bust up one. We're dealing with jealousy. What I do is, I have to confront you. By what? Word and prayer. Look for scriptures. I'm yourself. What does the Bible say about jealousy? What does it say about jealousy? When you're done, you know what? You pick them up, you begin to pray about them. In fact, the truth be told is that you need to cry for them. <laughs> Have you wept for a particular sin in your life before? I know you praise about many things. But have you seen strife? And he said, ah, God, deliver me. Deliver me. Deliver me. Deliver me. You prayed for three days for breakthrough for a car. Have we? And I'm telling myself to take our time to give three days to deal with bust up one. Confrontation. <laughs> Are you still here? Father, thank you. Lift your hand and worship the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Can you thank the Lord for a minute or two? Thanks, thanks, thanks. We give you thanks for all, for all. You have done in our We are so Let's pray. Lift your hands. 
whether born again or not born again, let's turn our lives to Him. Wow. Woo. We are so blessed. We are so free. Our souls are found rest. Ah. Praise God. What is man that I was mindful of him? The son of man that you choose to visit him. Father, we survey the wonders of the cross when all that Jesus will hang high, spread wide for the entire human race. We are grateful for the privilege to have accessed this grace and this mercy that is contained in the blood of Jesus Christ. Father, we ask corporately that you forgive us. Forgive me. Forgive us. In the ways we've wronged you in thought. In thought. In thought. In word in deeds and actions. Today we turn our lives again to you by way of complete surrender. We lack the capacity on our own outside Christ to live this life. But we're ever so grateful we are not without Christ. We're not without your Holy Spirit. Ah, Holy Spirit, we turn our lives loose to you We'll give you access. We'll give you full authority to mold, to shape, if need be, break, mend, and make us that vessel, that fitted vessel, that fitted vessel that you have prepared and designed to carry your glory. In the name of Jesus Christ, Lord, I thank you. I cover this entire assembly with your precious blood. I speak your shalom over everyone here and the multitudes across the nations online right now. I speak peace to every troubled water. Anyone going through any kind of test or the other, let your mercy turn the same for a testimony. We'll come against the plans of the enemy, the evil machinations of the enemy to bring about things that you've not brought about. We hold them bound in the name of Jesus Christ. We thank you for the blessings of redemption, health, strength, vigor, vitality, supernatural provision, favor. We thank you for your good hand upon our lives. Father, thank you for an ongoing dialogue from this hour. Holy Spirit, I turn every man, every woman and myself to you now for this continual discourse. Open our eyes and our heart to more. As we listen to those messages, open us more to more, to more, to more. From glory to glory in the name of Jesus Christ. Somebody shout a big amen. You have just experienced the preaching and teaching ministry of Good Heart Obi Ekweme, lead pastor of Revival House of Glory International Church, Rogic, and the apostolic leader, of the Horn of Revival Ministry, a global outreach ministry mandated to carry the touch of revival 
across cities and nations. If you would like to ask a question, share your prayer request or testimony, or get more messages or books from Apostle Goodhart, please call or text 0805-223-4444 or email info at rogic.org. That is info at rhogic dot org. Also download the Horn of Revival Ministry app on Google Play or Apple Store to connect with a variety of quality resources including Rogic Radio and our refreshing daily devotions to take you higher in life. And for real-time ministry, you can follow Apostle Goodheart on Twitter. The handle is at Pastor Goodheart. And on Instagram, the handle is at Apostle Goodheart. Keep hearing the Word of God. It will produce intimacy with your spirit for uncommon encounters on the earth.